Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Okay, Phil's here. I'm going to stand over here and pray for him. <laughs> do you want to stand, Phil? I'm already stood. <laughs> so, Father, we just pray. Just pray that you will bless us this morning. Father, we pray that we will hear your voice uh, as Phil brings your word to us. I pray. Uh, bring your power of your spirit, Lord. May it be like a mighty rushing river that floods out as Phil brings your word to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, well, good morning, everybody. It's great to have this opportunity to speak and share with you and I want to welcome and say hi to all uh, my friends in India. Uh, this has been recorded for you. This is our normal Sunday morning that I'm preaching here and I'm going to be sending this over to you so I trust that you're blessed by this and uh, we want to see you blessed and grown and enriched by the word of God there in India as well as here in the UK. So it's a great privilege be able to speak and to share. So this morning, I want to pick up where I uh, was a few weeks ago. We looked at grace, and I was in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, and we looked at verse 3 and 4. But this morning, I want to just look, go back a step, and look at verse 2. I was caught with this as I've been praying and seeking God, and I've been looking in, and I'm kind of stuck in in, uh, 2 Peter it's a great book, it's so rich, and you, when you begin to then think and realize where it's come from, and you think about Peter and who he was, and where he started, it's an amazing book that, uh, you know, these two books that he has written particularly, and I think he's, he's, he's preaching or, or writing these letters out of his own experience. This is not some great theological teaching that he's doing necessarily, it's out of his own experience that he speaks. And I love that. I'm, I like the fact that uh, I love to hear stories. I love the stories of God's work in people's lives and how that's changed them and transformed them and what the fruit that's been uh, produced in their life. So we've had a few weeks where we've been looking at grace. And we all need grace. And even some of those passages that have been read this morning are grace-filled. What Peter read out this morning was a graceful passage about looking to God that he will supply our need. He's sufficient for our situations. He'll answer all our prayers. When you listen to uh, the bit that Pamela just shared as well was actually again an encouragement to turn to Jesus and to look at him because he's full of grace. And so for us in this verse, if we turn to it, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. In the ESV version, it says this, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And they use this word multiplied. 
The New Living Translation breaks that down into more and more, so we can perhaps better understand. But my title for this would be Grace Multiplied. God's intention for us that we would know His grace multiplied in our hearts and in our lives. That we not, don't just have this measure of grace, as I said last time, it's not just a measure that gets us saved, that gets us into the kingdom, that adds us in. Actually, it's a grace that we need to live this life out. And so Paul's in, uh, Peter's encouraging us here, actually, and praying for us. Almost it's a prayer to the church he's writing to, the Jewish believers, that actually that grace would increase amongst them, that they would know the increased measure of grace. Now, Neil covered this a few weeks ago. We don't carry on sinning that grace might, may abound more. Grace abounds anyway. We don't need to sin to get more grace. But actually, what Peter's saying here is actually we need to know God more. Actually, the abundance of grace, the increase, the multiplication of grace comes by knowing Jesus more. And that's the encouragement, I believe, here. That's the prayer for the church here, is that actually we would know Jesus. And in that, grace and peace would increase amongst us. To one another in our own lives and to the world around us. God wants us to be living examples of grace to the world around us. He wants us to touch the world with grace that we've received. But we can't do that unless we've known it in our own lives. We can't share grace. We can't administer grace. And even a few weeks ago at work, we had a situation and implementing a new system at work. And the kind of law came down as 3rd of August, this will happen. If it doesn't happen, this thing will be sent back to you to sort it out and put it right. And I just went into this meeting and I just well, actually, we need some grace in this. You're asking people to do something. They've not been trained in. They don't fully understand. They've no knowledge on. How can they, you, or how can we just lay down the law and say, this is how it's got to be when they haven't got that training and experience to be able to do it? And so I use those words. So we need to give grace to people rather than hit them hard to say, you've got to do it right. We need grace. And we need grace in every area of our life. God gives us much grace. And he wants that to increase amongst us. So this led me to think a bit more about, well, where did this grace come from? And it says in the uh, beginning of John, John 14, and John, uh, chapter 1, verse 14, and chapter 1, verse 17, it says the same thing, that Jesus came full of grace and truth. The law came by Moses, but Jesus came with grace and truth, full of grace and truth. And that's what he wants to reveal to us. That's what Jesus intends was, that we be filled with grace and truth. And so, Jesus is our prime example. And then he's, Paul encourages us to be imitators of Christ. So we too should be full of grace and truth. And grace, as we know, is the undeserved favour of God. We don't deserve it. We couldn't earn it. There's nothing we could do to receive grace, to get grace. Actually, it's a free gift from God. A free gift that brought us to salvation. A free gift just because he loves us. No other reason than Jesus loves us, he gives us grace for this life, to live this life, to live for him, to live in the world around us and the, through whatever circumstance this world throws at us. And we wouldn't have guessed that this would be 2020, this is what it would look like. This is the restrictions we would be living under, the various things. I don't look cool in a mask. 
I haven't got one on because I don't look cool in it right now when I'm preaching, but I'm wearing it every other time. Getting used to that, different things we're having to adjust to and get used to. But there's grace to live through it. There's grace for this time. So quickly, the thing that struck me about this Peter, though, was that he didn't know grace theologically. He was a, if you look at Peter's life, he was a fisherman, a Jewish fisherman, unlearned, unschooled. We would say he's working class in our society. We would say this is a working class man who didn't go have any education, hadn't got any degrees, hadn't got any uh, qualifications to his name particularly, but he knew how to fish. And he was an expert fisherman. And this is when he first met Jesus was while he was doing his job. Jesus shows up. He's teaching crowds of people. And he tells us this story in Mark and in Luke. And in Matthew, you can find this story. We're going to watch it on video in a moment. But you can see this story. You can uh, read this story. You find here's Peter. And he's been out toiling all night, working all night, and caught nothing. He's fished all night. He's an expert fisherman. But he's been all, out all night, caught not a thing. And Jesus shows up with the crowds and he asks to get into the boat. He gets into Peter's boat, pushes just off the shore and starts teaching the crowd from there. Now Jesus knew that Peter had caught nothing because he was cleaning his nets. There was no fish to be seen. The boat was cleaned. The nets were being cleaned. The boat was empty. He knew that he'd not caught anything. And then Jesus, having taught them, says to Peter cast down your net on the other side. And Peter must be like, who do you think you are? I'm the fisherman. I've been fishing all night. I know there's no fish to be had today. Nighttime is when we get the best catch, not the daytime. And I've been out at it all night and caught nothing. Who do you think you are? Those kind of thoughts must have been going through his mind. It would be mine, I'm sure. Who do you think you are? Coming along, telling me to cast my nets when I've worked all night for nothing. But, can you guess, he probably just shoved his son and said, okay, why not? And they throw the net over. And suddenly, the fish pour in. And they're struggling to get this net out because it's going to break. It's a number of fish. And they call friends over to help to catch this fish. Now, is that not a measure of grace? You see, I think Peter knew grace experientially, not theologically. So when he's encouraging us and saying, "Let may grace and peace be multiplied to you, he knew it from the outset of Jesus. From the first moment of meeting Jesus, he knew it experientially. He had an experience of God's grace. And in the video that you're going to see, you'll see in the video there's this young man sat on the shore in a white tunic. And he's Matthew and he's watching on and in this story that they tell on this clip is that he owes Matthew money. He owes taxes because Matthew's the tax collector. And he owes money and he's watching to see what Peter does. And he's amazed as he looks on and sees the fish because he knows he's going to be able to pay his taxes now. He's got debt that he's going to pay and Jesus knew that. Not only had he not caught fish, but he got debt. And Jesus pays the debt. Isn't that a gospel story? Isn't that the truth, that Jesus comes and he pays our debt for us? That's grace demonstrated, not just taught, 
not just read about, not just studied as a theological study, it's experienced. And that, I think that marked the beginning and the walk that Peter had with Jesus, is that his life was marked by knowing grace, experiencing grace. And if you carry on and you look at the life of Peter, you'll see many times he needs grace, just like you and me. We need the grace of God in our lives. Now we're going to watch the video. Do we need Paul here to click that? Okay. Matthew's going to put the video on. You're going to watch the video now of this story, and then I'll come back on and wrap it up afterwards. No, put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word. brother and the baptizer <laughs> you are the lamb of god yes i am depart from me 
I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. as well yes you James and John come follow me I'll take the fish to the market and settle up Simon's death I'll get some help to fill both of these boats are you sure yes go what will you tell Ima <laughs> we've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives and you ask me what will I say when you miss supper <laughs> go now great clip you can watch it all on youtube called the chosen series done about jesus calling the disciples choosing them he's following the life of jesus it's on youtube to encourage you it's free to watch to go and look at that but just love that story and that picture it gives us of peter who suddenly realizes who jesus is and recognizes his own unworthiness in the face of jesus grace given in abundance and Peter's response is so get away from me I'm not worthy Jesus doesn't do that so his second response is I'll do anything for you what do you want from me and Jesus makes this invitation come follow me and I just want to say this morning that Jesus is giving each one of us that same invitation come follow me whether you're already a follower or not there's still this invitation it's an open invitation to anyone it wasn't just to peter it wasn't just to those early disciples it's now to whole of the world is an invitation to come follow jesus in the light of his grace in the light of him uh, meeting our needs actually jesus says come follow me and i want to make that invitation to everyone this morning and as i was praying and uh, preparing this this morning I just felt there were some people and you are following Jesus in parts of your life but not in every area of your life you're not following Jesus you've compartmentalized your life into certain bits and in those you're following Jesus in this area I'm doing my thing this is what I'm doing this is where I am this is what I'm about and Jesus say no come follow me in all your life follow me in every area of your life Trust me for my grace and peace to overflow to you in every area of your life, not in the ones you've already given me, but in every part. So there's that invitation this morning. And I want to say that God wants us to experience this and not just to be a talk, not just a preach. He wants you to know it. And a good Derbyshire term 
that I was once told years ago was, it's better felt than felt. And it is. It's much better to experience God's grace than just to know about it as some kind of theological understanding. God wants you to experience grace. He wants me to experience grace. And I just want to pray this prayer for you as we finish. There's an opportunity this morning for you to say, in this area of my life, for all of my life, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. Because if that's what Jesus can do for Peter, he can do it for me. And he can. So let me just pray this prayer that uh, Peter prayed for the Jewish church. Pray over us. I'll read it as a prayer. May God, may God give you more and more grace and peace. As you grow in your experiential knowledge of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. May you be filled to overflow. May grace and peace be multiplied to you today for your life. May grace come and fill every area of your life. May peace overflow. As Peter read out this morning, just that bit about looking to Jesus. I want to encourage you, look to Jesus now. Lift your eyes to him. Allow him to come and draw you after him. The invitation is out to all of us. Come, follow me. I want to encourage you this morning. Follow Jesus. Don't follow anything else. You follow people on Twitter. You follow people on Instagram. The best person to follow is Jesus. Follow him. He's full of grace and truth for you. Amen. Thank you, Phil. That was really good. Wonderful reminder of God's grace. We're going to do one more uh, worship song. One thing that I just, looking at that uh, clip, there was a, a face of one of the women on the, on the beach. And when she saw the catch that was coming in, she had the most astounded but wonderful smile on her face. And uh, God wants to also touch people who, who want and who have that thrill of seeing people coming to know Jesus. So, Lord, I just, I just pray those many of us who have that great thrill of knowing that when people come to, to know Jesus, there has been a massive change in their life. I pray there will be a renewing of, of that joy and that gifting to see people come to a knowledge of, of Jesus. And that when the, the fish are seen to be coming in, there will be great rejoicing in heaven, but also in the church of Jesus Christ. So I just pray for people who, who want to see that. I pray, Lord, that you will empower us. Give us your spirit of evangelistic uh, presence to see that come to pass.